Hello, everybody, and welcome to Who Are You and What Do You Do? As always, I'm your host, Chris Golian. Today, I'm do- I'm joined by Street Superintendent Don Rediger. Don, uh, so glad that you could be here today. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. So uh, we'll get right into it. So, Don, how long have you worked for the city of Brunswick? I started October 16th, so just shy of three months. So a really long time, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thus far in that three-month period, how has it been? How has the transition been to you know joining the team here? Uh, it's been really great. Everybody that I've met so far is really helpful and welcoming. Everybody seems to be on a, a different level than what I've worked with at previous places. So the guys down at the garage are great. Um, it's been pretty seamless for the most part. So, Well, that's great to hear. So, Don, you haven't been with the city of Brunswick long. Um, you know, what other work experience do you have, um, you know, prior to this position? Um, I started off doing what the guys do now that, I, that I'm, I'm managing. And uh, I, I started with the city of Wadsworth uh, right out of high school. I actually started picking up trash. And then I transitioned uh, back into the street department where I worked summer help and kind of worked my way up from there. Uh, always striving for a foreman supervisory position. I've had multiple of those. I was uh, my previously left the city of Ritman as the supervisor to accept this position. Um, so I've, I've gained knowledge there. Um, I was a crew leader for uh, ODOT for a period of time. Um, I've been out on construction inspection for ODOT. So I've, I've gained a lot of knowledge across multiple different employers and all smaller scale for like from like the city of Ritman to the larger scale which is which is ODOT and you know they got a large vast array of jobs you can do at ODOT if and career paths if you choose um, so the construction inspection I mentioned a lot of times when uh, contractors come in and they, they do a state job they send out uh, crew leaders or H they're called HTs highway technicians to help monitor and inspect those jobs because they just don't have enough engineers so in that aspect, I gain a lot of knowledge on the construction side versus, you know, just the maintenance side. So, and, I, you know, like I said, I'm always, always been, you know, striving to be a crew leader, uh, foreman, supervisor, and then I saw this position. So I thought I'd give it a shot, and fortunately for me, and I've, I was given the opportunity, so. Yeah, and I think that probably, and you could answer this more accurately, but that probably gives you a better understanding of, of how to lead because you've been on those crews, you've seen things, you know the jobs that they have to do and what that takes. And so, because you've done it firsthand. So yes. that probably gives you an interesting perspective as opposed to some people that don't have that type of background. Yeah, a lot of times, and I, you know, I've run into this, and I think everybody's run into this, where they have management or supervisors who haven't necessarily performed the work. They just have the knowledge based around it or that they've, they've learned about or read about or, or gained elsewhere minus doing the work. So I think, I think you gain a lot of knowledge by physically being active in what you're going to manage and be in charge of. You know, I've, I've taken a lot of courses throughout the years, uh, including uh, trench safety awareness, uh, confident person training, pipeline assessment for running the camera truck and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm glad I did all that stuff because it kind of gives me the knowledge and insight to multiple different varieties of work that's performed in the maintenance department right and there there's a lot of things that fall into into that and you kind of touched on it there but that was going to be one of my other questions was 
about some of the continued education and the different trainings, you know, what kind of stuff have you done? And, uh, you know, like the camera truck and things like that. There are a lot of intricate things that necessarily you, know, you as a resident or just somebody even like me who does work for the city but doesn't do that type of work for the city that just wouldn't think about necessarily. So, you know, if you wanted to highlight any of those other things. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of knowledge that comes. I mean, anybody can just sit and watch a camera go down a pipe, but if you don't know or aren't trained on what you're supposed to be looking for, whether it's a deficiency in the pipe, cracks, separations, or any intrusions that are coming into the pipe, then you, you know, you're not really fulfilling the point of cameraing the pipe and trying to solve the problem. So there's a lot, I think, that goes into it that, you know, it's like every other job. No, nobody knows the full concept of what somebody really does, you know, and or, or, or what goes into it, except really that person's, unless they have knowledge of it, you know. And you only gain that by, by doing it and being part of it and education and classes and training. So mm -hmm. I'm fortunate to be able to have some of that training. Yeah, and I know that there's a lot available, and obviously you've, you've interacted with that quite a bit. Um, you touched on it briefly, and I just out of uh, pure curiosity. So, what are the what have you noticed are some of the differences in the different places that you've worked at? Obviously, uh, you know the scale of things probably is a lot different from different cities to even ODOT, which is a, a statewide um, entity. Um, yeah, so ODOT is. So their main objective is snow and ice. They, they, it's a large portion of what they do, and, and it, it makes sense because transportation, that's what they do. They are meant to get the traveling public from place to place as safe as they can. And we play a role in that as well come the winter seasons and, and, and as well as the summer, you know, the conditions of the road in the summer. Not so much, but, you know, potholes, man, you know, things like that that we need to maintain. Um, as far as ODOT versus like a larger, a larger uh, municipality, I guess not a municipality, but a larger entity compared to a little bit smaller, not counting Brunswick because they're the largest city in Medina County. But, uh, you know, the amount of resources ODOT has at their disposal to be able to maintain those roads in such great condition in the winter months versus a smaller community, including Brunswick, you know, we're limited to funds and how much we can spend on snow and ice. And that includes overtime wages, uh, equipment, uh, and uh, also uh, the salt usage, how much we can put down, when to put it down, you know, and we do our best to try to make sure that everybody is able to get around as fast as possible, as safely as possible. So I think that's a huge difference and kind of a learning curve for me is, which I kind of learned a little bit at uh, Ritman when I worked there, you know, because their their budget for uh, salt was very very small, so going from a place to where we were taught to get the road clean, get it clean now, and basically use whatever you need to to get it done, to you got to tighten the belt, you know, and and that's that's very difficult to do and and manage sometimes. So it's coming to Brunswick, it's like a breath of fresh air from Ritman because I'm I'm able to get back into that ability to use a little bit more resources than what I was at, right, at you, my current employer. Yeah, not saying that you aren't strategic now, but you have you have more at your disposal, and so it's a little bit easier to get those things accomplished. Right. I, I can appreciate that for sure. While you're touching on snow and, and ice removal, uh, talk a little bit about the that sort of process. What what all goes into that when there is snow on the ground, and you know what does that mean for you and the crew? So there's many factors that play into that. Uh, air temperature. Uh, the current conditions, whether it's snowing, uh, 
the road temperature, the so so regular salt usually typically uses loses its ability to work at around 16 degrees. So we have to switch to an enhanced salt. Um, other places we we use calcium and and other liquids to spray on, which is it's more corrosive on vehicles and and, and equipment as well. So um, being able to to know when and what to use at certain times plays a large factor on how the roads are clean. Um, obviously, it's a large city where our staff is, you know, we only got 13 guys. So that's a monumental task for such a large city. Um, being able to clear the roads as efficiently as we can, traffic plays a factor in that, the time of day plays a factor in that. As soon as the sun goes down, you lose a large portion of the ability of salt and how it works. Traffic goes away, the ability of salt, how it works goes away because you don't have tire and traffic running over it to help it, it work. So all those things play, play a pretty important role on how the roads are cleared. Yeah, and so not that you should call uh, Don here for weather reports, but he probably knows <laughs> the yeah. most accurate, yeah. has things mapped out. We have to know. keep a close eye on it pretty pretty consistently. And, you, you know, we do that through multiple avenues. We do it through websites, uh, apps on our phones. I communicate with the director back and forth on, on what we feel is the right movement at the time. So a lot of, a lot of things go into play on, on, on our decision making. And we rely on the police too. I mean, in the middle of the night, obviously not everybody's awake in the middle of the night. Um, during the week, we're on shifts. Uh, we have a night shift and a day shift. So during the week, yeah, we're here and things and everything's covered, you know, half the staff of a typical day. Uh, but, you know, on the weekends and, and nights that we're not here on holidays and stuff like that, we rely on the police department to, to contact us. And, you know, we obviously look at the extended forecast and try to make a plan if, if we can. But there's always those circumstances that you just right. don't the, know we're going to blow in. And that then, good old lake effect yeah, happens yeah. to blow this way. Yeah, and then there's, now there's nothing you can do about it. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. So yeah, you try to stay prepared as much as you can. But, right, right. So but yeah, there's and that's always something that I, I'd like to ask about because you know that's always something that you hear people talking about and oh you know what about this what about that as far as the snow removal and stuff but there is a very detailed plan um it's not nobody's just winging it yeah. out there yeah, or anything been a like lot, that a lot of engineering a lot of science and a lot of thought outside of just brunswick that has gone into snow removal so then there's a lot of things that that affect that so you know and and people have always continuously tried to work on uh, perfecting it and I don't think it's anything that could ever be perfected so it's just one of those things that it's nature it's where we live we have to deal with it the best we can and we do the best we can with what we got so right that's, so, the, that's the end goal is to provide the best service we can with what we got so absolutely uh, I always like to ask this just because street superintendent you know what so what all you know we talked obviously about snow and ice quite a bit here but what all falls underneath your purview uh, in this position um I think so obviously managing the guys the daily task uh, we we work off of an iWork system which is our daily go-to for all complaints it's put into a system uh, and then we have a big board uh, that the current director kind of established that we we go off of and that's how we complete our tasks for the most part obviously through throughout the winter months things change weather changes what we can do what we're able to do um, so a large portion of what we do you know for, at least for what I do is managing those tasks and delegating them down to the guys and how they're 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 done and when they're done and when we're able to do them um, and then also we have phone calls complaints emails 
um, doing all some you know meetings and stuff, contract meetings with the contractors that we have to go to. So a lot of that is falls under kind of what we're doing, what I have to do in a day to day. Yeah, and so uh, the other thing I always like to ask this of everybody, you know, so what does a typical day look like for you? Is there even such a thing? Uh, I don't know if there's such a typical day um, because everything in our department, everything changes with the weather. And, you know, that's especially this time of year. Um, we have to be ready to change. So, so coming out of leaf season, leaf season ran a little late. So coming out of leaf season and trying to prepare for leaves and snow at the same time, you need equipment. You have to tear down equipment and prep equipment to be able to transition over to snow. So a lot of that, that takes, you know, some quite a bit of planning and being able to recognize what you need to do and, and how to do it. Um, for the most part though, like when I come in, in the morning, it's answer emails, check phone, voicemails, um, Obviously, we get the guys' schedule ready to go, get them out and moving, and anything else that pops up during the day. It's you know we're constantly getting phone calls about uh, street lights out, uh, stoplights out, or a car hit this sign, and we always have to be willing to kind of transition what we're doing throughout the day. And you know that's that's up to me to kind of prioritize. You know, I wish that we could put everything first, but we just can't. There's certain things that got to take precedence over others. So. So is that variability something that you enjoy about this about this type of work and this job? I do. Uh, so when I was uh, in high school, I've, I've always been an outdoors guy. I'm a hunter. I like being outside. I'm camping. Anything to be anything to do with being outside. So in uh, in high school, when I took the uh, summer help job, that was you know I was outside. I loved it. I was street department. I was outside all day long, and you know that's why I really I did the very you know transitioning into a management position. Yeah, I you know things get a little stagnant, and if you're not always looking to better yourself and improve on what you're doing, you're it's easy to just fall into a role of monotony, and and you, I don't want to be there. So, you know, yeah, transitioning into management, I'm I I like a challenge. I like a task. I like being able to multitask you know i i, I gotta move quick my mind gets bored fair, fairly <laughs> quick i you know and that could be a downside for some people because i you know i don't i'm always processing ahead of a lot of people that i've worked with because i'm not thinking of 15 minutes from now i'm thinking of two days from now and and what can be done and how we're going to do it and organizing the guys to accomplish it so that that part of it yeah i i enjoy that part of it yeah. So, uh, but that's probably a a an asset to have in the role that you're in is that you know, you're not just wor thinking about today. You're you're thinking about long term and, well, I hope so. and different things <laughs> like that. Uh, because there's you know, like you said, there's so many things, and sometimes there are emergencies that pop up. Right. So then that that sets back the the regular tasks, right. so to speak. Right. Um, I always like to end on this note uh, because it just always warrants a really interesting response. Uh, but what do you enjoy most about your job? Um, I enjoy the city, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed with the community so far. I'm still learning my way around, but the people I have met are very welcoming and nice. I'm very impressed with the staff at the city. Everybody I've met is very nice and welcoming. The guys down at the garage are top-notch to work with. They, they, you know, a good a good department makes a good boss and vice versa so i think i think that plays a huge factor I, and i and i i truly just like being outside i like being you know that's one of the things i don't you'll always see me out running around cuz i'm not just going to sit behind the desk as much as i can get away from it i will so whether it's driving downtown to drop off paperwork or go check on the guys it's not that i have to check on them i just 
I want to be out and about. So that that is one of the enjoyable parts about being here. So, well, that's great to hear that that you've you know been welcomed in so much by the residents and even by fellow city employees. So I, I especially like to hear that as a fellow city employee. So, uh, thanks for coming on, Don. I really appreciate getting to know more about you and the you know you as the street superintendent. So yep. thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the year to come. Check out this episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do on various podcasting platforms and on bat.vibit.com. Until next time, see everybody. Thank you.